right, Cincinnati fans, welcome to week five of the Anchor Down Cincinnati podcast. Uh, we got very special guests uh, here today. Uh, I'll dive into that in just a second, but I want to give a huge shout out and a thank you to Matthew Hausler with Matthew's Mazes for designing the logo, uh, working with me with merchandise. Hopefully we can get that posted up this week. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. But um, also wanted to give a, th- a huge shout out to all the followers of the show. Um, you know, we reached well over a thousand followers very quickly. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, but this po- podcast is brought to you by Ernst & Associates um, and DUI Matt. And folks, never drink and drive. Facing a DUI charge may be one of the most frightening times of your life. Loss of your license, your job, and even your freedom are things you don't want to take lightly. Call DUI Matt of Ernst & Associates or visit www.igotadui.com for a free consultation where he can explain your rights and how he can help you. The show is also brought to you by uh, Amrine Diamonds uh, and Phil Amrine, who was actually on the podcast last week and actually absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, but but wanted to give him a – this podcast is brought to you by Amrine Diamonds. If you're ever looking for any advice on jewelry, um, Phil Amrine can consult you in the right direction, show you what you need, and also has one of the and also has the best stuff in the business when it comes to jewelry. So uh, feel free to reach out to him or visit his shop off of Colerain Avenue. But folks, we got very special guests here today. We got John Phipps back, and we he brought friends. Um, and I actually have John here, um, and also we're doing it over the phone. Uh, but he brought his his good friend John Connor with the Cincinnati Bengals, and back in 2012, we played for the Jets, the the uh, the Giants, the Bengals, um, a local guy. Um, and can't wait to in- introduce him. But right now we got John on the phone. John, you there? Oh uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm back. More fun. It's a beautiful day. Let's, let's get it. <laughs> awesome. And then we got uh, again NFL fullback uh, for for actually five years in the NFL. Uh, we got John Connor. John, you here? Yes, sir. I'm here. Ready to go. All right. Awesome. Well, um, Phipps, you got anything to say to all the fans from last time? I know we actually had a few people request you because of um, – I'm, I'm awesome. There you they go. They requested me because I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, nah, man, I'm just happy to be back. And I told you uh, I love what you're doing here. I had to bring my guy, John Connor, because uh, he's been ducking me for a while. So there's some bones I have to pick with him and some beefs to get into. <laughs> Don't think I'm going to have We're in the same city, John. We're in the same city now. <laughs> All right. You um, keep, keep that same energy, brother. We, we will figure all this shit out. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> And, uh, and, and uh, John Connor, uh, you, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? I mean, I know we got uh, the, the nickname, the Terminator. We can call you that as well, I'm, but um, but you want to tell a little bit about yourself? Yeah, you can You can just call me John. I'm a Dakota West grad, uh, drafted to the New York Jets back in 2010, uh, graduated from the University of Kentucky. Awesome. Good deal. Um, so, so really, I mean, you're, you're a Cincinnati guy. You, uh, you went to Lakota West. Um, is there anything special about growing up in Cincinnati and becoming um, a, a professional athlete? Absolutely. Uh, just getting a chance to play for my hometown team, that was a blessing in itself. Man, that's uh, awesome. You know, just you know, growing up with your, with your friends and uh, just kind of just being a guy that they look up to and then just setting an example for your community, that's, 
that's been more of a blessing for me than anything. Absolutely. The community. Listen to this guy. I love it. He's such a good person. <laughs> well, it's awesome to get, you know, local people. And that's what this podcast is about, is getting people who are, you know, from Cincinnati. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming up here in 2020 just from, you know, what uh, – with what our new management's going on in Cincinnati with our teams and um, and everything's looking up. So it's awesome to have uh, one of our uh, – actually, a former Bengal come on. So for those of you uh, who are familiar with, with, uh, with John Connor, you know, he, he's like you said, he got directed to the Jets, went to play for Cincinnati, went to play for the Giants. Now, John, playing in the NFL, I, I guess in a matter well, – a one-minute summary. What do you got for me? I mean, we got so many people asking, what is it like to be in the NFL, coming from Cincinnati? What's the excitement there? Well, I mean, getting drafted, man, it's a, it's a childhood dream. And, you know, when I, had, when I heard my name getting called, like, it's all that hard work. It's like, it all paid off. It's awesome, man. When I, when I think about the NFL, like, I think about how much of a business it is. Like, people don't really see, you know, the business side of things. Don't get me wrong, Sundays are amazing, and it's, it's – it's awesome. Like, I can't explain, like, you know, just the feeling you get running out to that field on Sundays. But, and it's definitely a business, man. It's like, it's, it's guys' livelihoods. Like, a lot of guys, like, they, they, build, they, they put all of their efforts into, you know, just raising their family and just, you know, making a living for their family. But, you know, guys get cut, guys get injured, guys get traded. And, you know, that's kind of the rough part of, about the league that people don't see. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much that goes behind the, the, the curtain, and I can't imagine. What, what what those hardships are like, but um, now now your draft story. Um, do you have it? What, what, how did you get drafted? So like, were you sitting with your mom and dad, or how what was going on there? Yeah, so uh, I was actually in Louisville. We were at a uh, sports bar. Uh, my agent at the time had rented out. Uh, just had my phone sitting on my lap the entire day, just you know, look, watching it on TV and uh, just not really knowing when I was going to go. Because being a fullback, you really don't understand like. You could go early, you can go later. It just depends on the need at the time and the demand for fullbacks. And, uh, you know, as you know, like, the fullbacks are dying breed. But, you know, I thought that I put enough film out there on tape that, you know, I could get drafted, you know, potentially kind of early, earlier than later. But at the same time, you have to be prepared to go later and uh, or maybe potentially be a free agent. So so they call your name. They say, all right, yeah. well, they pick John Connor. What's going through your mind? Well, I was actually drafted by the New York Jets, but the Jets, story, uh, when I when I visited the Bengals, they well be after you know after I've been in the league for a while, they said they were going to draft me, but the Jets jumped up and drafted me first. So yeah. <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> what? When I, when I got that when I got that call, man, it was just like I I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Just like just the excitement that went through me. Like, I haven't burst out in tears. I'm not even going to lie. I cried a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I like it. Real tears. I don't know how you want it, man. That's so exciting. But Yeah, man. Like, you know, just you know, reaching those dreams that you worked hard for, us, there's no better feeling than that. It's awesome. Now, John, John, I want to uh, step in for a second. You play football, and you play a position in football that you kind of said like a dying breed. And my question for you is, like, you're one of the top – fullback for the last 20 years in the NFL, one of the top, you know, fullbacks in the SEC of all time. Like, what does it feel like when you're, you know, it's a very selfless position. You're going out and blocking for people. You're creating those holes. You're blowing people up on wedges. But you don't always get, like, that love. I mean, granted, Rex Ryan loved you to death. 
just, you know, it's like your name's not in the papers. So tell me, you know, a little bit about your mentality of just how you stay focused to continually kill people and know you're not always going to get the credit for that. That's a great question, John. Honestly, as a fullback, man, you got to you gotta love what you do, man. Like, it's not a glorified position. Like I like to call it, you're like more of a glorified offensive lineman. You might get a few carries. You might get to touch the ball a little bit, score a few touchdowns. But at the end of the day, man, like, you got to go out there and do the dirty work that nobody else wants to do. And that's, that's right. what it takes, man. Like, not everybody wants to be a fullback. I've talked to plenty of people, like, they ask me, why do, why do you go in there and put your head in there like that? How do you keep doing that? <laughs> but it's like, sure. it's got to be so uh, crazy to do that. And I, I get it. So, <laughs> and it's crazy because you're so, like, I'm not going to call you soft because you kill people. But, like, you're, like, a super laid-back dude, very nice. Like, I used to go to church with you on Sundays. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're that type of dude. But when you put those pads on, you put that helmet on. Look at what he like did. To the to the guy from the Panthers, Jesus, dude. <laughs> so I gotta ask you, man. I mean, I watched that video over and over again, and that dude got freaking lifted. What? So so, <laughs> there's a kickoff, right? And they're coming down, and he. In the background, they have a play for him. First of all, don't forget that. Like, they have a play that's like. Terminator right, Terminator left, and it's set up for you to just kill people. So how did that, how did that play come about in practice? And then let's walk through that night, like, on how we got to that point. All right, John, first of all, don't get it twisted, man. It, it, ain't, a, it ain't a soft bone in my body, okay? That's, <laughs> when, when I'm on that field, it's a different story, man. Off the field, like you said, we went to church together. I got God in me. That's what's helping me not being crazy. <laughs> but, but, but when I'm on that football field, man, it's a different story. So for sure, that's yeah. Right. So, so what was your question again? I'm sorry. Now with the Terminator right, Terminator left. Yeah, like how did when was Rex Ryan like? You know, we need to play every day where he just kills somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's the kind of guy Rex is. Like he's the kind of coach that like you ready to run through a brick wall for him. He like he's the type of coach he might go out there and strap on his his cleats and his helmet with you. So he, right. he, wants, he wants to set the tone early, and like any team that we played against was the enemy. So that's that's kind of how he. That's awesome, dude. That's freaking awesome. So so let's say that play. You're so you're you're running down the field and you see somebody, and do you know that you're gonna be on um, a highlight reel? Like right when you were running down the field and you see somebody coming down, and right when you lit him up, were you like, oh my god, I just like what are you thinking? Are you like, man, I just lit that dude up, or what's going on? Man, honestly, like, yeah, yeah, in a way, but, like, honestly, like, that's just what I do. Like, I, I didn't think it was going to get as big as it did, but it's funny that, you know, I came, like, after the game, looking at highlights and uh, watching the, the hard knocks, I'm like, wow, like, I really hit that dude pretty hard. But I can, I can honestly think of even, like, many more hits that I've had that were probably worse than that, but they didn't really get seen, like, in practice, I've had some crazy hits like that. So I, I, covered, so I listened to a uh, to, to a video, and it was just Rex Ryan just hyping you up, calling you like, "Should we put the Terminator on him?" What was it like working? <laughs> what was it like working for Rex Ryan? Oh, he it was awesome, man. Uh, players coach, uh, he was all for the players, and you know sometimes he got a bad a bad rep for some of, his, some of his things he did or talked about, but, I mean, you can ask any player that played for him, like, everybody loved him, everybody loved playing for him, like, I don't, honestly, I don't care if we had a losing record, like, there's no other coach that, honestly, I would want to play for, 
So that's awesome. That's, that's kind of how it was. Yeah. That's awesome. So we can fast forward, I guess, to uh, your your time in Cincinnati in 2012. So uh, can you expand on that maybe a little bit and uh, just tell about your time in Cincinnati? Yeah. Uh, so coming coming back to Cincinnati was great because I got to be home and like got to play in front of the people that couldn't always see me play live. Uh, so that was that was great. Uh, Cincinnati, it, it was fun, but also it had its rough times. You know, there were you know, some things that went down that you know I didn't quite agree with. Or, but that that's life, though. That's that's life. That's something yeah, you got to work through. But uh, I didn't I, agree I, either. Yeah. <laughs> that was I, terrible, I, I, bro. Harvey Lewis, great guy, man, great coach. Uh, so like nothing, nothing really bad to say a ton about the organization, but yeah, it wasn't how I, I wanted things to go. But you know, it's a learning experience for sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'll, say, I'll say it for you. We didn't use you right. Uh, <laughs> we, for real, man. Like we went and got a fullback, but we were in that in between stage where I think they tried to convert Orson Charles, you know, like a tight end. Uh, I think it was around the time we had Hewitt as well. They just weren't true fullbacks. But our offense wasn't potent either. And it's like, you have a weapon. You're the weapon. Let your battering ram go kill people and run the ball behind him. And, and we like yeah. a lot of single back sets and trying to get you in the flesh. Like, that's not you. You're like an eye form. We got just pick a linebacker, pick a hole, and let me kill this man. And we just didn't use you right, bro. Well, you got a guy. You got to think. Yeah, you got to think. You got to think. You got a... An all-American college athlete coming in. I, I mean, young. Why? It doesn't make sense why they wouldn't use you the the right way. Yeah, I mean that was tough, man. Because like when I look at myself, like just you know my film over the years, like I can do those things. I can catch the ball out of that. So I can get the short yardage. The only thing that's really been highlighted in my career is the way I hit people. But a lot of times, like you know, I, I can run the football as well. I can actually catch the ball. You know, you were running back in high school. <laughs> Did you uh did you ever make like I guess buddies up with anybody on the Bengals like like any AJ or I mean playing behind Andy I mean were there any cool encounters that you had with any of those players? Oh, I mean, you say Andy Dalton, like Andy Dalton's a stand-up guy. He's, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sad things didn't go well for him while he was out here, but I think he had some great moments out here. He's definitely a great guy, He's a great human being. Yeah. You know, all, all the running backs I had a chance to play with. I mean, it was a lot of great guys in that facility, man. Like, I, I can't really think of, uh, you know, the guys that I didn't get along with, but uh, most, most of the, most of that. That organization, like the guys on the team, were just great guys. Yeah, yeah, I can't. It, it sounds like it. I mean, and, and like you said, Andy is a stand-up guy. I bet you it was a lot of fun to be, you know, playing behind him. A lot of people, I, like I listened to, who was it? It was a video with Giovanni Bernard, and he was like, playing behind Andy Dalton, you don't realize how smart the guy is. Yeah. Like, is that how? Is that is that pretty accurate? Oh, yeah, Giovanni, uh, another, another great guy like that I really got kind of close with and like, we talked a lot. But, uh, yeah, man, like he, he is, man. Like people don't see him like calling extra meetings after practice or extra, you know, uh, route running sessions. Like he was there earlier than everybody else running routes and just, you know, getting ready for the practice, going through the script, like what we're going to do in practice. Yeah, but people don't see that, you know, sometimes – Know, there are other factors that go into you know you're not looking as well on the field, but it's like all I can say is he's I mean he did his part and tried to make himself a better player, make everybody else better. I just think it's so cool that he got to play with these players, just because like growing up, I mean 
and, and I mean the past few past few years and uh, past decade in Bengals history, it's like you look up to these guys. So I just think it's so cool that you got to play in Cincinnati. You're from Cincinnati, local guy. I just find that to be one of the coolest things. But um, John, I have a question: Was there ever an instance? I mean, I know you're a pros pro and a laid back guy. Is there ever an instance where you were starstruck in the NFL? Where you're just like, oh lord, that's you know Jim Brown, or oh my god, that's you know Tom Brady. And hey, I mean, granted, yeah. I hate Tom Brady because he's on the other team. But was there any minute? Was there any moment in your career where you're just like, damn, like this is this is big? You know, that's a great question, John. I get that a ton, man. Like people ask me that all the time. Honestly. I'm not the type of guy that really, like, gets starstruck like that, but one person that, you know, that I really looked up to that I got to play with and, like, block for Hall of Famer, LaDainian Thomason. Like, I go on my rookie year, I'm sitting, my my chair is right next to LaDainian Thomason, and I'm like, wow, bro, like, I used to play with you on Madden, like, I watched (laughs) you in college, like, and, like, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. It's like, that, that was a huge, like, blessing for me to be able to play with him, and, the block for him, but like I mean, there's a ton of players, you know, that 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 can you know easily fill in that for me, you know, that I played against. So yeah, that's so cool. That's that, that's pretty awesome, but. Um, you know, I, I was actually diving into uh, some of your statistics and everything, and I, I just find it to be so cool that. So you actually had two NFL touchdowns, right? Uh, three actually. Three, uh, three NFL touchdowns. Three. No short, my man. No. Someone got it wrong. Someone cut you short on the list or on the stat sheet. Um, but but scoring an NFL touchdown, I actually had a few people like actually message me and just say, hey, what was it like? To, I ask what it's like to just score an NFL touchdown. What was that feeling like? Man, it's, uh, it's like Christmas, man. Like It's one of those things you dream about as a kid and like – like, when it actually happens, it's, it's no better feeling than that. I can't really explain the feeling because you got to, like, go through it to feel it. But especially being a fullback, man, we don't we don't get too much love, man. And, like, when you when you actually get some love, you got to make sure you hold on to the ball. You got to make sure you catch the ball because if you drop that ball, you're not, it's not coming back your way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. Like, I, I don't know how to really explain it. That's Did so, you save yeah. the ball? Please tell me you saved the ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They here at the house. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you do, do, you do a uh, a celebration? He doesn't dance. No, he doesn't. I dance a little bit, John. Don't get me wrong. I dance a little bit, but hey, but when I when I score a touchdown, man, I like to act like I've been there before. I might do a little something, something, but I'm not, you know, the guy to have all these huge celebrations. You know, don't don't get through the goalposts and all that type of stuff. So. Absolutely, that's awesome, man. You can't do it. Bro, I'm sorry. Let's talk the race first. My God, please look. You've been joking this forty for like fifteen years. I feel great right now. Oh, it's marvelous now. We're in the same city now. There's no excuses. All right, we're going to. We're going to take this for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. We'll put it on. We'll, we'll blast that on the page. <laughs> we'll blast that all over the page but um <laughs> but wait so so i'm actually looking back here so um looking back at your uk career uh obviously extremely successful um like john said before or like phip said before it's a uh, you know one of the best uh fullbacks coming out of the sec what was it like playing in the sec by chance by the way 
Well, the SEC, in my opinion, is the best conference there is. Uh, so, like, I got, I feel like I got a head start on the NFL by playing in the, in the SEC because a lot, of, most of those guys are going to play in the NFL after they're done playing in the SEC. So, I just think the, the competition level was so high. Just comparing that to like some of the other conferences like that I played against, like there's nothing like just the game speed, just the you know just. The football identity, like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. And going through, I can't imagine going through, like, like, so I can't imagine going through, like, Sunday, you know, waking up and getting ready to get get on the field. But, like, is that, is, like, waking up on Saturdays and knowing you got a college game, you got college game day and you got, um, you know, you're playing in a rival school in the SEC, is that just as exciting? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I would probably say it might be a little bit more exciting. Like, there's nothing like playoff NFL football, but Saturdays and college football, like, it's a different, like, it's a different kind of game. Like, you got the dance playing, you got, you know, the students out there, and just, just the atmosphere is a little bit more crazy than, like, the NFL atmosphere. That's awesome. That's awesome. No way. John, do you have a question? Yeah, for sure. I got a couple real quick. Uh, who is the – I've watched a lot of film. You know, I made it to pretty much every away game. Who is the hardest – who's the hardest person you had to block in the SEC, like in college, getting ready for the league? Man. Ooh, that's a good question. Ah, uh, let's see here. Uh, I would probably say maybe a guy like Carlos Dunlap in Florida. I played against, like, Patrick Willard in our old mix. Man, it's it's a t- it's, it's a big list, man. Like I, I can't really name really one. <laughs> was there a person now, you I, ran into and you were like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I just like <laughs> honestly, a lot of times it's the other way around. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Hey, after looking at your highlights, <laughs> and, and that's perfect because I want to bring up the Arkansas game. So uh, for listeners that don't know, with UK with John. My roommate played, and every now and then I go in there and watch football, uh, you know, watch the film with him. And I think it was Arkansas, and it was three plays back-to-back. And I don't know if you remember this, John, but it's like you came through, you cut the dude. Next play, you come through, you act like you're going to cut him, and then you go straight to his face. And then the next play, you cut him again. And I don't think he played for the rest of the game. <laughs> Please tell me you remember that. Or is that just another mark on the belt? Hey, John, bro. I done had so many collisions, man. I'm having a hard time remembering that. But I'll believe you when you say it, though. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I mean, it was three plays. It was like Joker Phillips. He got in one of those modes where he was just on run draw. Draw, draw, draw. And they just let you kill this kid play after play after play. And and Brandon Spikes is another You took Brandon Spikes out of the oh, game. Yes. In Florida. Oh, don't, don't let him leave him out. Brandon Spikes is a tough dude. He was coming downhill every every play. Right, he ran, run. He ran, run. That's it. Like he could not oh, read. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He was downhill. Like no, no pass protection downhill. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. That's another guy that brought it. I, I remember playing against him too. That's freaking awesome. No, well, so when you were at, uh, speaking of like playing against these players and like, like I know you said like Dunlap, um, well Spikes obviously, but was there any other players that you got, you ran into and you were like in college and you were like playing against them and you're like man this guy is nfl material no doubt about it um like no no doubt about it this dude is going to the nfl uh, i mean like we just said like, i think Brandon spice was a dude like florida's entire defense man like i'm like these guys are these guys are the real deal like from top to bottom like their defensive line their linebackers their, their dbs like the time that i was at kentucky 
that like that 07, 08 team at Florida, like those guys, like we played those guys, like they they were very physical, like very physical, like LSU, uh, pretty physical as well. Uh, so it's I, I don't know if I can really point out a guy, but I mean you, you say Brandon Spice, like that was definitely a dude that's pretty tough. Uh, as far and as the I, crazy I, thing is, y'all were getting blown out. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, uh, but the LSU game that was a bad score, and the Florida game was a bad score. But you killed it, like you won your matchup. <laughs> so, like, tell me about that. Like, I know, like Kentucky is definitely will get you to the NFL, and it's a great school for that. But there's games you lost, but you still go out there, and it's like you don't miss a block. You kill somebody every play. So, what's your mentality for like those type of instances? Like, you kind of know you're going to take the loss, but I have to do what I need to do to make it to the next level. Absolutely, John. Like, I like to say I'm a team player, but at the end of the day, man, like I, I can't just be getting run over. Like, I, like, you gonna feel me on that field either way. Uh, you know, it, it sucks. Huh? No, no, you're good. It, it sucks playing in Florida. What was that? Uh, 2008, I think we were at, out in Florida. Yeah, and they they were just destroying us, like playing in LSU back in 2006. Like that was Jamarcus Russell. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this game's like that. Was like, man, like at halftime, you like, man, all right, we might as well just you know, pack it up. I'm out here, so I might as well, you know, make the most out of it. Make the most of it while we're getting our bus man. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, the Florida game, they blocked like three straight punts. <laughs> that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. How? I remember like being next to Nance and protection. <laughs> like, <it was> like <laughs> the commentary, like between him and then like Coach Ortmeyer, like it was just like it was terrible, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and just for the people out there, Florida had a really awesome punt block scheme where they would put like a D tackle. A linebacker behind them, and then it was either what is it, Will Dance, Jeff Dance, those little running back. It was when they had those fast yeah. little running backs yeah. that were like all four three dudes. So they'd have two big dudes run up and block you, and then the running back would dart behind you and block the punt, and they block it like literally at least two, if not three straight punts. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it, it was terrible. It was, it was not fun, bro. Like that next day in film, bro. Like it was. Just straight silence and like just getting players just getting ripped ripped to pieces. Like it was. Yeah, yeah man. I can't imagine. It's <laughs> not a fun time to be a wildcat. I, I cannot imagine, man. Oh my god. Well, um, I, I I do have another uh, another question from you from one of our followers here. Um, so I, playing in a playoff game in the NFL, what is the so is there just a different vibe going on when you're. Uh, playing a, playing a playoff game rather than a regular season, or like what what's going what's going on in your in your mind when you're going into one of those playoff games? Oh yeah, like it's it's a it's a huge difference. Like you look at like preseason, like you look at regular season, you look at playoffs. Like the game the game speed goes up a notch in every level. Play our preseason. I mean, guys are they're playing, but you know, guys are more like I'm gonna you know get my reps in. I'm gonna get off the field. Regular season, it's, I mean, the intensity is high. It's like we're trying to get to the playoffs. But then, but when you're actually in the playoffs, it's like, well, the Super Bowl is in the line. Like, you know, it's one in, one in your one loss and you're out. So just the game speed, the intensity. Like, I mean, I mean, guys are fighting out there. It's, it's a different type of uh, energy. Is there? So I mean, you played with the Jets, and and within that, I guess, in that stadium. Is the 12th man a real thing? I know the Jets fans are crazy, but what, 
it, it, does that help you out there? Like when, when you're out on the field and you hear the J-E-T-S, what's that like? Yeah, you can hear that stuff before the play starts, but when, when it's actually going on, like when your adrenaline's running, you can't really hear that noise as much as you think you would. But like when, before we like enter the stadium or when we're on the sideline getting ready for, for like a kickoff, you hear that J-E-T-S, like that, that definitely gets you kind of hype. It gives so, me chills. Like, like thinking about it, I'm like, shit, that that would be so freaking cool to at least experience. But man, that's awesome. But so, so you going back? Um, actually, you know what we didn't do, and um, we we didn't actually touch base with this. How do you two actually? I mean, you guys know each other from UK, but how'd you guys you guys both meet? Uh, John's like he's he's pretty much like another player on the football team, but he wasn't. John Fitz tells me all the time. Fitz says, I'm like air, man. I'm like, I'm everywhere, but I'm nowhere at the same time. <laughs> hey, man. For real, man. We had, we had classes together. John didn't party, but every now and then I throw a house party and he'd come through. So uh, I, I was everywhere. That was my guy. And we're Cincinnati, man. That's another thing. Like, Cincinnati just has a bond. Yeah, man. So when you get down to the UK and it's like, wow, you're from back home. Like, oh, I went to Westchester. I went, you know, Lakota West. I, I went to Roger Bacon, like that type thing. And we were just cool from kind of that day forward. Yeah, man. That's so cool. Now, I think the Cincinnati guys, like, that went to UK, I think we all kind of have, like, a like a, like a a good relationship. We all kind of know who we are and kind of know each other. So that's definitely, man, he's definitely right about that. That's what it's about, man. Um, and, and, I mean, growing up in Cincinnati, you know, and following all these players and, and actually, like, under having an understanding about, like, your position and what you do, it actually gives kind of a whole new respect. So, hopefully, if anything, from this, from our talk today, hopefully people just understand that, you know, show some respect on that fullback position. But um, just because – I think you said it, like – I mean, you're a glorified O lineman, and I mean, if you're on the if you're on the one yard line, I mean, I mean, you're kind of one of the main players on the field at that point. But yeah, you, oh, yeah that's, that's when I get excited, man. When it's like when it's like third and short, fourth and short, I'm like, yo, I might get the ball. <laughs> you know? so, that's yeah. I really get excited. so when they're when they're on, let's say you're on the with the one yard line, or we'll talk about one of your touchdowns, and they're like, all right, we're giving JC the ball here. Are you like? <laughs> What's going on in your mind when you're in the huddle? Are you like, oh shit, here we go? Like, give me the ball. Uh, I'm excited. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Like, yeah, like, I mean, you've been blocking your butt off all game and leave blocking and, you know, going in there, putting the, playing the toll in your body, then they finally give you some love. Like, it's not, better, not, not a better feeling than that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, um, uh, for, for those of you out there, I actually asked. Um, Asked John Connor if he was, you know, if he was a Bengals fan or what, what was he a fan of any team? This kind of goes to show you the kind of guy he is, down to earth. Um, you know, he, he actually told me he's more of a players fan. Um, so can you speak to that maybe a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, there are, there are a ton of guys that I play with that I got to know uh, just through this and just knowing like the type of people they are. Just. And they're also good football players. Like that's that's what I like to I like to follow those guys. I I, I wouldn't call myself like a Bengals fan or like a Jets like super fan, but uh, I I do respect you know certain coaches that I that I've been around and certain players. So that's I mean that's kind of my reason behind that. That's awesome, man. Speaks speaks volumes. But um, but but that's really all the questions I have for you, uh, Phipps. You got anything? 
What's up, Josh? I know you got some more questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Skyline or Gold Store? Hey, so funny story, bro. I'm not a, I'm not a, a meat eater anymore. I'm a vegan now. So, but if I had to choose one, I'm going with Skyline. That's my guy. Right. <laughs> I almost lost a lot of respect for you there. I'm glad that, you saved it. That's my guy. Oh, yeah, Skyline all day. <laughs> Graders, or UDF? Graders. All right, all right. La Rosa's. Uh, I, so we're gonna do kind of a Portnoy thing here. If you follow Barstool, what's your uh? Let's give a rating on uh, a one to scale rating, one to ten scale rating on on the roses. I don't know, but he's uh, rich. He's a vegan now. Ah, that's true, <laughs> man. He's about to walk. He's about to backpedal out of this. <laughs> you said ten being, ten being the best on the roses. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to say. Uh, I'll say about a seven. There you seven. go. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a Domino's. Dude, that's another thing. I actually should have, I didn't ask you that yet. Um, I, like living in New York and, and being a, being an NFL player in New York, where was that, was that pretty sweet for you or what, what was that like? Oh, it was amazing. Like, uh, just going to a big city like that, coming from, like, Lexington, Kentucky. Like, that, honestly, that was my first time really being in New York City and, like, really experiencing, like, the atmosphere and, like, the food, the, the nightlife. Like, all of that stuff was, like, new to me. So. That's awesome, man. Um, Fitz. Nah, hold up. We Fitz. can't wrap up. I got to tell the story. Oh, oh, wait. Hold up. Fitz. Here, real quick. Hold up. Phipps has got right. a story. We got weekly story time with John Phipps. Phipps, let's hear it. Yeah, bro. That's all right. So cool, bro. <laughs> Where, you, don't even have, you don't even have to say anything. You just need to listen because you were there. <laughs> so we're, we're in college, and we walk into physics class. And when I don't know about y'all, but when you have a gen ed class, there's like 300, 400 people. You got to find people you know, and you got to start working on how you're going to pass. So I see John. I'm like, dang, I'm good. I see Mike Hartline. I'm like, I'm good. Let's get it. So our physics professor comes in, and he's like, I wrote the book. If you have any questions, you can call me at 4 a.m. I'll pick up the phone and teach you how to do this. I'm like, bro, we're fucked. There's no way we're passing this class. So we're getting ready for our first test. And, uh, you know, when you're a D1 athlete, you have computers. You have the support system that help you. So John's got his test guide. Hartline's got his test guide. John comes over, and we had an athletic trainer. I'm not going to say her name, but she comes over. She's teaching us physics. We're getting ready for this first test. And the middle of teaching us physics, I don't know if you remember this, John, but she starts telling us about when she was dating Peter Warwick. Now, John and I, yes, exactly. Peter Warwick? <laughs> yes. No. So she's like a fresh, well, she was older than us, but she was telling us a story about when she was a freshman. So anyway, she's dating Peter Warwick. And me and John are confused, but we only had an hour to study for this test. Now, she's going through her little love story. 20 minutes go by, 30 minutes go by. She's like, all right, I got to go. We have the test tomorrow. So, we're fucked. Um, we, walk, we walk into the test. We sit down. It's 10 questions. There's one question on each page, whole page, to show your work. The very first question is like, if I shoot a cannonball off the side of a mountain, how long does it take until it hits the water? I look over at John, and I'm like, bro, it's a wrap. 
for them no matter what. Come on, bro. We're just gonna have you. Ki- we're just gonna continue the the story time with Phipps. Let's gotta come up. Let's come up with the name. Uh, I guess you, yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta find a way to brand that. Yeah. Oh, damn. We're gonna brand that. I like that. I like that note to wrap this week up with, man. That was crazy. <laughs> well, hey, do you guys got anything else before we wrap it up here? John Connor, yeah, you got I'm anything? Has, has a question or needs to get in contact with with uh, with John Connor, how can they contact you? Uh, at jconnor38, Twitter, Instagram. That's, that's my, my social media. There it media. is. If you, if, you got, if you guys got to get into any fitness or trying to get into shape, please get in, in touch with uh, with John Connor there, and we'll uh, and show some love and support there. But Unbreakable underscore lifestyle. There it is. Good deal. All right, All right well – uh, John Connor cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. Actually, being the first NFL player to touch Anchor Down Cincinnati, so thank you so much. Um, hey, thanks for having me. That was, that was cool. Absolutely, man. You've been awesome. And, and Phipps, you know you're coming back soon. I mean, yeah, I'm just a guy. I don't need to sign off. I'm just a guy that's here, man. <laughs> well, hey, hey. I think this is your next calling, bro. <laughs> hey, man, let's do it. Hell yeah. It. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry, right, man. Hey, thank you guys so much. And, and if you guys, uh, if anybody has any questions um, in regards to uh, to this podcast, any comments, anything, uh, show some love, you know, at uh, anchordowncincy at uh, gmail.com, and we'll uh, we'll get you uh, get you on the show if you guys are interested on the show as well. So, again, thank you, too, for, for coming on. You guys have been seriously freaking awesome. So. All right. That. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. All right, folks. That wraps up week five for Anchor Down Cincinnati, and it's under the belt. As usual, we're going to support our local businesses and keep that going. And if you ever have a local business that wants to be, uh, you know, shout, uh, and you want me to shout you guys out, um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, like I said before, Anchor Down Cincy with an I at gmail.com um, and I'll gladly give you guys a shout out um, but first we actually have my, my guy Aaron Hatfield 
um, with Hatley, Hatfield Logistics. And Hatfield Logistics is a local veteran owned by Aaron Hatfield, an independent freight broker providing shipping and transportation services locally, regionally, and nationally. Whether it's expedited freight and small shipments or full truckload, Hatfield Logistics can meet you where you are. Forget the corporate shuffle and dishonest or frustrated business practices. Aaron will give you honest advice and feedback, and you will always be able to reach him. Shop local and integrity first. Another OG of the show that we give a shout out to every every week is Clint Kirsting with Triple Crown Wealth Management. And if you are ever looking for retirement guidance through this volatile market, reach out to Clint Kirsting at Triple Crown Wealth Management. You can reach him at his email, which is C-K-E-R-S-T-I-N-G at tc-wealth.com. Anyway, folks, that's all we got for this week. Uh, we're coming back firing next week. We got another special guest, and I'll announce him on the Facebook page coming later this week. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for anchoring down with me this week again, Cincinnati. We'll see you next week.